Merry Christmas! <laughs> what? Oh, ho, ho. It's uh, Christmas Eve. Last week I ended and said that it was going to be Christmas when this came out. I was wrong. It is Christmas Eve when this comes out. <laughs> so you probably are listening because what else have you got to do on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve? What else? Other than to spend lunch with your best friends, <laughs> PB and J. And so, uh, yeah, we're getting ready. Right now, when this comes out, we're going to be getting ready for our candlelight service mm. at Connect Church. If you're in the Bolton area, come, come see have, us. Come see us tonight at 5 o'clock. If, uh, if you're listening to this on any other day than Christmas Eve, uh, don't come at 5 o'clock because we're probably not going to be there. All right? But if you're in Bolton, 5 o'clock, we're having a candlelight service at church. Our little traditional candlelight Christmas carols and Christmas stories, all warm and fuzzy. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. All right? Uh, but uh, what's not so nice sometimes, sometimes is this topic right here. We're people hate this. People hate this topic right here. There's a lot of it. Not everybody. Some people like it. Some people like it too much. <laughs> Some people don't like it at all. What are we talking about? We're talking about husbands and wives and authority. And submission to authority. Ooh, buckle up, kids. It's going to be a good one. This is why we do this together. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a husband and wife perspective on what Peter is talking about here. What's interesting, so you know, and I'm sure you're aware, is that this is not the only place that this is talked about in the Bible. Right. Did you know that? It's actually quite a bit, quite a bit it's mm -hmm. referred to and talked about. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to say it at some point, so I'm going to go ahead and say it now. The entire, um, what would it be? I don't want to say concept of marriage, principle of marriage, no. The, the state of marriage. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't the, know. Uh, what's God created? What God has put together. Oh. The, uh, the, uh, somebody's saying it right you're now. I know you're You're saying about. it right yeah. now. Say it louder. I was going to say. They, the, I can't hear you. Ordained. No. The institution, institution. of marriage. We'll Got go it. with that. Got it. We'll do it. The institution of marriage is set up by God. All right. Husbands and wives set up by God. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and will be joined together and the two Ow. shall become one. one. All right. And uh, I hugged her. For those of you that are listening and not watching, I didn't hurt my wife. He I hugged me. my wife. Um, my love for her is so strong. It hurts sometimes. <laughs> and, um, and so the institution of marriage is set up by God, ordained by God. He put it together, husband and wife, man and woman, put it all together. Okay. Mm. And, the structure of that marriage is that the husband is the head of the household. And I just lost some people on that statement, but I'm telling you, it is the structure that is set out throughout the Bible that the man would be the head of the household. It does not. And then this is clarifying. We're going to talk about it as we go through. It is clarified throughout scripture that that does not give the man um, permission to dominate over the woman mm -hmm. um, or to abuse the woman in any way or any form or fashion. And while there is a history of that throughout time, it's because of sin. Yes. So man, um, sin comes into the world, right? And as a result of that, pride and ego and all these things and uh, what the devil has done with so many things that God has created and ordained to be beautiful and good for us, mm -hmm. um, the devil takes and twists yeah. and manipulates into something that is not good so right. that man will reject it. Right. And I really feel like that that's part of 
this idea in terms of roles within the marriage where mm -hmm. the man is supposed to be, the husband is the head of the household, mm -hmm. the wife is um, in submission to the husband. And that is something that is so often rejected in the world today. Right. And as a result of that, so much of a rejection sometimes that people just completely go against the whole idea of the institution it's of either marriage. completely rejected or it's so twisted and abused yes it's like it's, it's like one or the one or the other yeah people reject it and that's what i mean is uh, i was kind of joking in the beginning there but there's some people that you know love this topic because they want to you know as, yeah. a, see? as a husband see see woman you are to respect me and submit to me and you're supposed to do what i say and so there's some people that embrace right. this idea right and go too far in that other direction because it's not as god and we'll talk about this um that it's not that's not what god meant mm -hmm. that was not what god designed it to be and then there's others that you know reject the idea completely because it's like well i don't think that you know as a wife i don't i don't see that we the bible's outdated and you know we don't have to women are not inferior and there's nowhere in the bible that says it's inferior there's going to be something that's said today and it's going to make it sound like some people take it to mean women are inferior to men that's not what it's saying and so um I just want to preface all this by saying that, like, and, and the biggest thing is this, is that I, I always say, like, I started to understand my relationship with Christ mm -hmm. so much better after Joy and I got married. Mm -hmm. I was raised in church. I was raised in a Christian home. I accepted Christ as a, as a kid and, and, and really um, committed and started following him as a teenager. Like, it was just this thing of greater understanding. But it really wasn't until I got married that all of a sudden the relationship between me and Jesus really started to make sense. And the reason for that is because we read, as we're going to read here, you also read it in, um, I think Colossians talks about it. Yeah. Ephesians, Ephesians is probably the most famous passage yeah. on this where it talks about, um, you know, that wives are to submit to their husbands. Um as uh, as as the church submits to Christ. Don't take my notes. All right. And then that <laughs> husbands are to care for their wives as Christ cares for the church. Right, right. And so you see this thing of really honestly like it's just it's it's this thing where everybody everybody is taken care of. And I heard this person I heard somebody say this. I think it was probably Jimmy Evans in like an, a marriage conference somewhere. But he always said, you do your verse, because mm -hmm. oftentimes what you get is husbands and wives pointing at the other verses right. here. Uh, you know, the, the husband pointing to the verse saying, you're supposed to submit to me. Mm -hmm. And the wives going, well, you're supposed to be like Jesus. <laughs> when you start being like Jesus, I'll start submitting to you. Um, and in reality, like, oh, there's a great piece of advice that he says is, you do your verse. Mm -hmm. and, and he says that to both. If you will both each do your verse, mm -hmm. both of your needs will be covered. Mm -hmm. Everything will be taken care of, and you will have such a love and a harmony and a unity, mm -hmm. uh, which is the same thing that Christ wants with us. Yeah. So. That's good. That's a long context <laughs> to come in because I already know, I already know people have issues with this. But that's okay. It's okay. Because I just, We're again. talk about it. I just love, I love how God wants to take us to a place where things that maybe we are uncomfortable with, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he wants to change our hearts. And when we start to ask him, God, reveal your word to me, change my heart, help me to understand things that are hard to do. And then yep. when God does that, 
then you get what it was meant to be and it, it works. It's so, good. yeah. And so I want you to understand, I'm saying all this now, not because I'm trying to be defensive, yeah. um, but because I, I really, I am trying to soften the walls yeah. built up around this topic. I'm trying to break those down a little bit so that you will be open to hearing yeah. what Peter is saying here. And going back to how we started last week's, it goes to, you know, that statement we started last week in verse 13, for the Lord's sake. Why are we talking about authority? Why are we about to talk about, you know, sub- submit to your husband? For the Lord's sake. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Ladies first. <laughs> well, you got to read it. Why, why do we do, why do we do, no, I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> we're going to deal with the wives first. Ladies first. Okay. That's all. That's all. That's <laughs> so First Peter chapter 3. Uh, and we're going to read verses 1 through 6, and then we'll talk about it. So it says, In the same way, all right, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent... Excuse me. Water. uh, By observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned with the outward beauty of fancy hairstyle and expensive jewelry or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy woman of old made themselves beautiful. They trusted God and accepted the authority of her husbands. Of their husbands. (laughs) Made it sound like they had more than one husband. (laughs) Um, For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master or Lord. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husband might do. Mm -hmm. Me first? Sure. (laughs) So that the the first couple of verses there, the one through three, um, it, it stands out to me when it says, so in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. And I feel like we kind of covered this last week, but it's this idea of you can't really go any further if you don't, if you don't accept, going back to that, accept the authority of your husbands. If you don't accept that the authority of your husband is from God, mm-hmm. it goes back to that word of what does it mean? It means to come, come under God's arrangement. Like God's the one that's created this. God's the one that's arranged this. And if you can't accept that, like it's it's just gonna be hard. Yeah. It's gonna be hard because you haven't. Your mentality is, and there's a lot of people today who have this mentality of no, I just won't accept that. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, there's a fight. There's a fight that where they where they just. I don't know when we when we got married. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe I had really good examples of what it looked like, but I had no problem accepting it. And I, I feel like that's a huge kind of first step. Well, and I think, too, to just to clarify, like, because this here, it starts off in the same way you wives must accept authority of your husbands, then even if some refuse to um, obey the good news. So Peter's also talking about, because you might be listening, you might be watching, yeah. you might say, well, my husband, like, because Joy's saying, you have to understand that your husband's authority comes from God. Right. And you might say, well, my husband doesn't believe in God. Right. This goes back to the position. Right, right. It goes back to that that position and how God structured mm-hmm. the world to be and how God structured authority mm-hmm. to be. 
And so God did that in such a way that even if those that are in certain positions, it's the same thing Mm -hmm. as a government, even if your government leader, prime minister, president, whatever, even if he's not godly, even if he is ungodly, refuses the message of the gospel, he is still in a position of authority. So we respect them Mm -hmm. not because they're godly. We respect them because God said to respect those in that position. And so the same thing, what he's saying here to wives, is even if your husband is not a godly man, Mm -hmm. you are still to respect the authority Mm -hmm. that has been placed there by God because God has placed it. But like whether he's godly or whether he's not godly, in our culture right now, we are, this is foolishness to our culture absolute foolishness to our culture and so that's why i feel like you know again he is speaking to all wives but he's, he is making it that that like even like you're saying even if they're not if, even if they don't know god they're, they're they're not godly but it's this thing of i think that's that is that first step you have to believe and understand that okay god you ordained this you created this it's for your sake you made the structure yeah and i think that's like the first step to to yeah. to going you know to understanding this um that next part where it says even if some refuse to obey the good news your godly lives will speak to them without any words they will be won over by the observe by observing your pure and reverent lives like i love that because and i think i mentioned this before it it, it shows purpose mm-hmm. like it goes back to there there is purpose in our respect for our husbands there is purpose in the submission to our husbands and the purpose is powerful like the purpose is basically evangelistic yeah evangelistic you're gonna win them over by your godly lives even when you don't say a word mm-hmm. i don't think it's wrong to to speak up right it's not that it's not saying that there's times where god won't give you things to say but it's this it's this power powerful idea where your very life is going to speak um and be a testimony Mm -hmm. and so i just love that that okay i understand okay god this is from you you ordained this you made it this way and then the other factor is not only did you make it this way but you made it this way with a purpose and you're Mm going to use it and it's evangelistic and i like i just love the fact that god is giving hope to people who are who are in situations where they're like, you know, my husband doesn't serve God. And yet God is giving, he's giving a way and he's giving a hope to evangelize to yeah. that person. Yeah. And and I think too, like, again, guess what, Joy? What? Context is everything. <laughs> um, in, in case this is your first time ever listening, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that context within the Bible and in life in general, context is everything. And so I think I'm going to keep reminding you of this as we go through. Like everything Peter's talking about here is given within the larger picture of how a Christian is supposed to behave in a lost world. Yeah. And so just as Joy said, like this is a, this is a there's a purpose in this. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is that we are to demonstrate mm-hmm. the character of Christ mm-hmm. in everything we do and in every relationship that we have. We are to demonstrate the character of Christ. Yeah. So whether your husband, so we're speaking to wives right now. So whether your husband is saved or not saved, whether he's a godly man or an ungodly man, we are to demonstrate the character of Christ. So Mm -hmm. you say, well, what if he's disrespectful to me? They were disrespectful to Jesus, and yet he loved them. He never changed his character towards them. What if this? What if that? And like you can come up with all these different scenarios, Mm -hmm. and it was always this thing. You say, 
Well, what if he's abusive? Do I have to stay in the home? You'll notice I actually read a story uh, in church on Sunday. I'm going through the Gospel of John at our church. And at the end of it, it says that Jesus got, the crowd got angry and they picked up stones to stone him to yeah. death. And it says that Jesus slipped away from the crowd and he hid. Yeah. So do I think that you need to leave if the husband's being abusive? 100% Jesus. It's character of Jesus. It wasn't, it wasn't his time. All right. I didn't preach it that way on Sunday. It just kind of came to me as I'm talking, but no. And so it's not that, it's not that, like, it's not that you stay in these horrible situations. It's just simply, we are to demonstrate the character of Christ. So even if they are not demonstrating it towards you, Mm -hmm. we demonstrate it back. Why? As Joy said, it's evangelistic. Mm -hmm. It's that some might be one. So at this time, like when Peter's writing this as well, like Christians were very likely, they were being viewed as kind of challenging a lot of the social norms uh, of that day and age. And actually under Roman law, the husband had absolute authority over all members of the house, including the wife. Nobody could make any decisions. Mm -hmm. There was no independence. There was no anonymity. There was just the husband. The husband was the only one that had any kind of a voice. And I think what's important to understand is that when the Bible talks about this idea of um, wives submitting to their husbands uh, or accepting the authority, whatever, however it's worded in your translation, Peter and, and others are not encouraging this so that the husbands can dominate over them, right. but rather, again, to exemplify the character of Christ. And the same is going to be true of what Peter says about husbands' attitudes towards their wives mm-hmm. in just a minute. Every time, every single time the Bible talks about wives, it talks about husbands. Every time it talks about husbands, it talks about wives. It's never uh, exclusive. It's Mm -hmm. always inclusive. It's always mutual of what the relationship is supposed to look like. And there are responsibilities on both sides. Mm -hmm. And it is never never laid out to be this dominating Mm -hmm. um, uh, relationship, Mm -hmm. but rather one that is set up in such a way that God... Mm -hmm. um, God can do what needs to be done. Yeah, and it goes back to the idea too, or the the scripture that says everyone will give an account to God. Mm-hmm. So it's this thing of I can't get to heaven and be like, well, God, He didn't do His verse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, He didn't love me like Christ loved the church. He didn't lay down His life for me. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I can say to God. God's going to look at my character. Yeah, and He's going to look at how how. You know what kind of wife I was? Did mm-hmm. I do my verse, so to speak? So that's something to remember. Is but but it it does mean that we're both going to give an account, right? And and I think it's really important that you understand again. This this goes back to creation. Who did God God created Adam first, mm-hmm. and then He created Eve to come alongside Him uh, as a helpmate and as mm-hmm. a partner, and it was very much a partnership in that but it was adam that was given the first word and so even though eve was the first one to eat of the fruit and the first one to sin against god adam was the one that was held responsible for it Mm -hmm. and so they both suffered the consequences of it but it was god did not come at eve he came at adam Mm -hmm. and he's like well where were you Mm -hmm. where were you in all of this and so now even though eve was the first one to sin the bible says that the sins of the father are Mm -hmm. passed on yeah. to the son and to the and to the children to the next generation yeah. so this is the importance of the virgin birth yeah. is is why was the virgin birth so important so that the sins of the father the sins of joseph mm-hmm. could not be passed on well what about mary wasn't she sinful she was a human of course she had sin and yet the sins of the father are the sins that mm-hmm. are passed on so the father is 
it's it's laid out from Genesis yeah. all the way through the Bible that the father, the husband, is the head of the household. And there's a great responsibility that comes with that, right. not to dominate or to rule, but to protect and to cover. And this has been the relationship all the way through. And I think that's why you even see, you see it in church today even, that very rarely, very, very rarely, do you see, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, this is rarely, do you see a married man come to church alone? Yes. Very rarely do you see a married man come to church alone. But Even very in often, our culture today. And, and that's what I'm talking about. In our culture today, very rarely do you see a man come alone. He generally brings his family. He brings a family. When a man makes a decision to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. he brings his family with him. However, our churches are filled with married women mm-hmm. who attend alone. Yeah. Sometimes they have their kids, sometimes they don't. But churches today are filled with wives who come alone. And and I think it's very indicative of this relationship this this that that God has designated from the beginning that we see this even no matter we how much we fight against it, yeah. <laughs> no matter how much we fight against it, no matter how much we speak out against the patriarchal mm-hmm. society and it's a man dominated thing. Yes, it, it, it's gone too far, but this is what happens with sin. Yes. When we don't take what God has given to us and bring it into submission under God's yes. plan and God's purpose, then it gets out of whack and it, it, it becomes what it was never meant to be. It gets abused. And yeah. that's what I think we see. And that's where I, I feel like we see the breakdown mm-hmm. in the families of today right. is that, yes, it has become this male-dominated society and it was never supposed to be male dominated it was mm-hmm. supposed to be male led yes. husband led but in a way that covered mm-hmm. those that were un- so that's an interesting thing that in you, you say that. the word covered mm-hmm. because i don't know where i read this or, or or i didn't even put it in my notes but it's this idea that authority isn't isn't done right authority done right is an act of co- covering for the people who come under it. Mm-hmm. So you think about, you know, your kings and your government and your presidents and done right when when they when they are leading is actually it should be an act of covering for the people. Yeah. So it's the same way with a husband and wife relationship of that's not a dominating or abusive I understanding when a husband spiritually speaking covers the home uh, and the and, and leads it and it has the authority over the home under God, like it's a protection. Yeah. It is a covering. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Again, the world has messed it up. Yeah. So it's some, sometimes it's very hard for us to understand. But that's why we have to read the Bible and understand what God has done. Mm-hmm. Put the world aside because they've messed it up. <laughs> and read it and understand what he has created. Yeah. And it is that covering. Yeah. And, so, and, and then it goes on. And so... Um, he goes on in verse 3 and 4, talks about most beautiful, or sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Uh, don't be concerned about outward being of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within, an unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Yeah. Um, and I, I read that and I thought, you know, uh, Joy, Joy read a book one time years ago. And in the book, I don't know if you remember this, I can't remember what the name of the book was, because, and I'm not going to say it anyway because I don't want to endorse it. Um, but in that context of the book was basically, oh. uh, you know what I'm talking about? 
it was Keep basically talking. it was basically said it was basically instructing women that you know you need to you need to make yourself look a certain way for your husband yeah. that's what you when need to do when he comes home the barn better be painted <laughs> wow <laughs> my southern roots Joy, came out Joy's north carolina roots <laughs> just came out right there <laughs> the barn better be painted um <laughs> But it was this thing, I mean, to the point where I think it even, like, said, if you, need, was... if you need to go get some things done and yeah. made a little bigger, then that's what you I need to do. I read that book and felt horrible about myself. Yeah, and so what Peter's going here is, listen, don't don't worry. Like, it's more important that you come under this, um, uh, under this structure that God has laid out. Like, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing mm-hmm. between husbands and wives. And so don't get caught up in this idea of, well, if I just look a certain way, then my husband will treat me better. If I just look a certain way, then I'll win. If I just look a certain way, then I can have more say and more this and that. And he's like, no, listen, what you need to do, you just need to worry about what's your character like? Mm -hmm. What is your character like? Like all this is just fluffiness. (laughs) Once when we were dating, Ben made me go to Walmart in my pajama pants and no makeup on and my hair not done. I was so, because when we first started dating, I was all into like, I gotta look a certain way, I gotta have my hair done. And he was trying to free me of that. So he literally took me to Walmart in my pajama yeah. pants. Yeah, I was I had a to Walmart break her. person. I had to break her. She's gorgeous. <laughs> She's gorgeous. With or without makeup, she is gorgeous. And I remember, I surprised her one time. I flew in. <laughs> I flew in, didn't tell her I was coming. We lived in different places. I flew in to visit. I walked in the house. I was waiting in the kitchen. Her dad went and got her. She comes in. Had she hair screams. And rollers. She screams at me, runs into Pink her bedroom, rollers. slams the door, and yells, What are you doing here? <laughs> and then I had to go sit awkwardly on the couch for an hour while she got did. <laughs> I had, she, had to. She had to go paint the barn. <laughs> and so then after that, I was like, You know what? Girl, you Be are free in the name of beautiful. Jesus. Beautiful. Be free. The most beautiful thing in the world is a godly character. And like, I even thought with that, like even in terms of for those of you that may be listening, watching, and and you're not married yet, Mm -hmm. like, can I just say, if you think you got to look a certain way to catch a person, Mm -hmm. good luck. Like you, you're going to listen, you're going to catch something, but it may not be what you want. Right. If that's what's going to catch them (laughs) is the way that you look and not the way that you are then you may catch something that you probably want to throw back later. I have these conversations with Isaac. <laughs> you don't want a high-maintenance girl, Isaac. <laughs> Find a girl who's comfortable in sweats. <laughs> no, when, a I, hat. when I read this and he's talking about, you know, don't be concerned about the outward beauty, fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry. Like, we could add to that list, right? We could be like Botox, boob jobs, $400 creams, right? There's a tons more that we could add to the list these days, yeah. right? But what he's saying, he's not saying that those things are wrong or, or sin. He's saying don't concern yourselves. Don't get distracted mm-hmm. with that. Um, because it's things, and I I get this because I feel like it's so easy to kind of go one way or, or another. And I'm a little bit of a person who, um, again, it's not wrong to go shopping and get the latest outfits. These things are not wrong. But I kind of have chosen to purposely stay out of that world mm-hmm. because it distracts me. Mm-hmm. I start to kind of go down a road where um, I start to feel bad about myself and I start to think, oh, is that what makes you beautiful? Is that what is that what he wants? Is that what I'm supposed to be? You know, because your culture will tell you 
is this, this, and this. And so for myself, I kind of stay out of it altogether. But basically, Paul here is saying, don't get distracted by those things. Like, again, the culture is, there's a certain show out there about wives that I'm sure you know of, everybody knows of, and they made 12 dozen of these shows. They're desperate. In every city. They're desperate for attention. (laughs) And this particular show, like, not only, you know, is everything just fancy hairstyles, makeup, all this, but if you go on, which we haven't gotten there yet, or maybe we have. Yes, we have. But it goes back to what is God looking for, mm-hmm. okay? So if it's not the outward, what is God looking for? It's talking about where should we find our beauty? We should find our beauty from from within, and it's an unfading beauty, and it comes from a gentle and quiet spirit. And I know that's like a joke, you know, oh, talking about that show or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing of like, it's, it's not a joke. This is yeah. what our world chases after. Yeah. This is what um, this is what people are chasing after is that lifestyle. And so it's, it's, it's all outward, and it is not a gentle spirit in, 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 mm-hmm. in that quiet spirit. And also, just side note, when he says gentle and quiet spirit, we have to understand like, he's not talking about volume. Like, <laughs> it's not a volume issue. It's a spirit issue. So when you say quiet spirit, it means tranquil. It means peaceful. So what is beautiful is that is that spirit that's at peace. Mm-hmm. It's not anxiety. It's not fear. It's not worry. Well, and it's also not, one that's not causing, yeah, you know, a lack of peace within the home. Yeah. So it's not an argumentative yeah. spirit. Yeah. It's not, right? Right. Yeah. And so, but it's... And so it's just this, just understanding and clarify, it's not a, it's not a volume thing. Yeah. It's a spirit thing. Yeah. And so I, I look and see what the world is offering. And, and Peter's like, don't get distracted by the world. And again, listen, we'll say it again, all right? Because sometimes we say things and people like jump on one part of it. And so mm-hmm. we're going to over clarify some things here. Uh, again, those things are not wrong. Mm-hmm. They're not sinful. Mm-hmm. It's just not what makes a great wife. Yeah, yeah. And it's And I think fading. that's important to understand. Like that is not what makes a great wife. You are not a great wife because when your husband walks in the door at the end of the day, you got the barn painted, your hair's done, you <laughs> and you know, we're not looking for that nineteen fifties June Cleaver mm-hmm. kind of deal. Like that's not what makes you a great wife and the food being on the table or like it's not that. It's not, you know, whether you're out earning money for the home as well. It's not those are not the things that make you yeah. A great wife, or even say it this way, it's not what makes you a biblical wife. Yeah. It's not what makes you a wife after God's plan right. for marriage. Right. He says, This is how a holy woman of this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. Mm-hmm. They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. Mm-hmm. That's how they made themselves beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so it's this this character, it comes back to the character again of God, like the most uh, like it's that attractiveness. I think mm-hmm. we're both this way. There's an there's an attractiveness that we, sorry y'all, little TMI for you. <laughs> there's an attractiveness that we feel for one another when you hear them talking about God. I love to hear Joy mm-hmm. talk about the Word of God. I love to hear Joy talk about Jesus when she's passionate about her faith and and no matter who she's talking to, there's an attractiveness there. There's mm-hmm. a a glow that comes over her mm-hmm. and I believe it's because it, 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 it's just that's she trusts God mm-hmm. she trusts God 
And so, um, and then it goes on and says, "You're for, for instance, Sarah obeyed her husband and Abraham and called him her master. Other translations say her Lord, which just means that she recognized his authority mm-hmm. as her husband. Yeah. And says, you are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Mm-hmm. And that statement is, again, it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with the uh, in the slaves and masters is this thing of you don't you don't do because of how you're treated. You do because for the sake of the Lord. Right. Right. And so how are you able to some people might say, you don't know my husband. You don't know what he's like. You don't know how he treats me and all those things. And so how am I supposed to submit to his authority and that's mm-hmm. what peter says is you do it without fear of what your husband might do in other words your trust is always and even if i'm the best husband that's ever walked the face of the earth all right joy's faith is not in me right it is in god right no matter what in good times and in bad that's what carries you through mm-hmm. and that's what allows you to stay in that position that God wants you to be in, in, in all of these scenarios, mm-hmm. whether it's with government authority, whether it's with your yeah. employees, employer relationships, whether it's your husbands and wives, whether it's with other believers. Can I give an example too, that I feel like fits with that of in the don't be fearful. So remember Esther where, you know, mm-hmm. she, um, so I don't know if you know the story of Esther or not, but so God puts her in this position at a time where, um, he, he uses her to save the Jewish people, mm-hmm. but she has to do something very daring and bold. And, and if she was not in tune with God, like it, it would not have, she would have missed it. Mm-hmm. So it's this thing where she literally ends up, she breaks the law when she goes and she talks to her husband, the King. So he's the King. And, um, when she speaks to him, she basically in that moment was breaking the law. Mm-hmm. but she had to do what was right instead of fear of her husband, yeah. right? So that was a situation where she honored her husband. She honored the king in every way. But in but in this one thing, she literally had to break the law and follow God without fear of what her husband would do. Right. That's yeah. good. And yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Yeah, I just, as I was making my notes on this, as I was studying for this episode, um, a song was actually playing in the background. It's one of those things I'm in the middle of writing these yeah, notes in particular out. And all of a sudden I start hearing the words of the song, the song that was playing literally as I'm reading this last verse of, you know, uh, do this without fear of what your husband might do. As I'm, there's a song that comes on by Maverick city. And the yep. name of the song is God will work it out. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Whoa." laughs> all right. And so this is, and this is, this is in, again, in every situation, scenario, circumstance, we put our faith is first and foremost in God, mm-hmm. always in God first. And why, how can we do that? We do that because we believe God will work it out. Yeah. God will work it out. God will work it out. And so we submit to the, that authority mm-hmm. and, and we trust. And even if it's not reciprocated, even mm-hmm. if it's not where it needs to be, even if that other person it doesn't have the character of Christ towards us, we continue to exhibit the the. the the character of Christ towards them in the hopes that not only will it win them to Christ, Mm -hmm. but we can do that in confidence and faith, knowing that will work it out. We don't have to fear of repercussions. And so to go back to that part where it says, for instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, but the part where it says, you are her daughters when you do what's right without fear of what your husbands might, might do. So I, I thought this verse was really cool because you know how it's called. So we know Abraham is the father of our faith. Mm 
mm-hmm. but but also for us women, for us wives, like Sarah is our mother, mm-hmm. right? And it says, uh, you're her daughters if you do what's right without fear. So I thought that like comparison was really cool because mm-hmm. it's so many times where it talks about Abraham's the father of our faith, you know. So to, to see this example of Sarah here was really cool to me. And it just kind of clicked in of like, that's true because um, looking at Sarah's life and you, you, again, you often look at Abraham's life and his faith and his journey with God, but look at Sarah's life and in being obedient and submissive in all those situations. And there was some times where it got a little sketchy, you know, mm-hmm. where, hey, this is my sister. This is not my wife. This is my sister. And like she was put in some situations that if she didn't trust God, um, you know, that would have been really, that these things were hard. These things yeah. were situations where not everything was easy. I mean, imagine when Abraham said, pack up everything, Sarah, we're leaving. We're going to this new land. I don't know where we're going, but we're packing up. And she followed him. And so I even look at my own life of situations where, you're, you know, I can see it in his eyes. I can tell, okay, we're about to move, right? <laughs> and, and just what's amazing, though, is when God... When, when God does brings you together in unity, like he, he changes my heart as well. But I yeah. could I have I could choose to have fear mm-hmm. of Ogunus, oh, what's he gonna do or what's gonna happen or what you know, it's that fear based or I can choose to um, to trust God. And I think it's interesting when you're looking at the fear, because in the in the beginning, what what is it that makes us beautiful? What is it that God is looking for? It says he's looking for gentle and quiet spirit. And so to me, that's that peaceful spirit mm-hmm. versus what is he telling us? Stop. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And so to me, you see the contrast. And, and it's so easy for um, for myself anyway. I guess I shouldn't speak for all women. But like to have fear in my life yeah. over things and situations and anxieties. And so there's this call to um, to trust God and do what's right and not mm-hmm. have fear. Yeah. You know, God's going to take care of you. Yeah. Now the husbands. Now the husbands. Wives got six verses. Husbands get one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And this is the verse. Verse seven says, in the same way. Let me just stop. (laughs) In the same way. In other words. Bring it down. These are not mutually exclusive instructions. All right. So he has just given these instructions to the wives. And in the same way, mm-hmm. that's the next verse. It's a it's a continuous statement. So just as wives, this is what the expectation is. Mm-hmm. This is the instruction to you. In the same way, husbands, this is how you should be. In other words, you don't get off the hook. Right. All right. So in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Stop. Let's arm wrestle now. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's prove a point. Uh, Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's it's this simplicity. And again, in, in uh, in other places, so in Ephesians especially, there's a lot more instruction given to the husbands. Right, right. Um, and, and our role is to be as Christ is to the church. Mm-hmm. And so I think a couple of things to take away from, from this. And, and number one, like submission in marriage. Um, so it talked about wives submitting to the authority of the husbands. 
but understanding submission in marriage is a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it begins with, with both people submitting to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so as we submit to Christ, then this other, the other roles just kind of fall into place because mm-hmm. we understand that there is a responsibility that we have. There are roles that mm-hmm. we are supposed to play. And so it was, and I think that's why Peter's instructions here are even so brief. It's just like, in the same way, in the same way, guys, you husbands honor your wives, mm-hmm. treat, treat them like you should. Mm-hmm. In other words, Peter's like, I don't even need to go into detail about all this. Because y'all already know what you're supposed to do. So just do it. Mm-hmm. Just shut up and do it. All right. Do you believe in Jesus? Are you submitted to Jesus? Then treat your wives the same way that Jesus treated the church. Mm-hmm. And these are things that were written in other letters. And, and so these are things that the church already knew about. And it's it's understanding. Like treat your wife with understanding as you live together. Yeah. It's this idea of recognizing too. Like that wife that you have is a gift from God. That wife that you have is the daughter of God. Mm-hmm. She's God's she's God's child and God does not like when his daughters get mistreated, mm-hmm. right? And so you, you even see it at the end of that verse is treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. That was a heavy one, yeah. All right? Yeah. Guys, listen. Like you understand that like this is what he's saying here is is if you don't treat your wife the way that you're supposed to, if you're not loving her as Christ loved the church. <clears throat> If you're not treating her with the respect, the honor, if you're not giving her honor, all right, in, in the way that you're supposed to, then it says, like, God, in other translations, it says your prayers can't be heard. Mm-hmm. Like, God's not even going to listen to you But anymore. imagine, like, none of us want to be cut off from God, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, the the visual there of, I can't even hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's powerful. We are, and so, I, I like I wrote here, like, what does it, what does it look like to, when we say that we are to love our wives as Christ loves the church. Christ pursued us. Mm-hmm. He pursued us. He came after us. You know, he, he, he left heaven and came to earth. He went to places where other people had never gone before. Mm-hmm. Like he did all of these things and he pursued mm-hmm. mankind. Husbands, are you pursuing your wives? Are you giving honor to her or is it this, no, I'm the one in authority. I'm the one in leadership. And so she needs to do to me. She needs to submit to me. She needs to take care of me. She needs to, like, do you come home at the end of the day, kick your feet up and expect to be served all the time? Or are you showing honor? Are you pursuing mm-hmm. your wife? You know, or is it just this one way street of she needs to, she needs to come to me. She needs to do for me. She needs to respect me. She needs to do like how did how did, what does yeah. what did the example of Christ look like? He pursued us. Yeah. He came after us. He came looking for us. He loved us unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Right? It didn't it didn't matter how much rejection that we felt and got um how much rejection we showed him or how much rejection came at Christ. He still loved mm-hmm. unconditionally. And he loved us before we loved before him. Before we loved him. <laughs> he gave his life for us before we knew we needed it. Right. Right? He took care of our needs before we even knew what we needed. Mm-hmm. Like how attentive are you to the needs of your wife? Mm-hmm. How attentive are you to that protect like in, in terms of that loving pursuit of your wife? Like is there's there is a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. There's a huge responsibility that we as men have. And it's not this like so often we fall into the stereotypes of 
you know, and I, I, both of us, Joy and I both get super annoyed with all the jokes between husbands and wives mm-hmm. and like the stereotypes from movies yeah. and television and all that stuff. And just, the, uh, you know, if you forget a birthday, well, oh, you're in the doghouse now, you better buy flowers and all this stuff. And, and it's like, we get caught into those, mm-hmm. um, culture, the cultural yeah. norms, right? We get caught up in all of those things. And even for some people that maybe grew up in a different culture where wives are seen as less than. Mm-hmm. Like, as a Christian, you are no longer citizens of this earth. You are citizens of heaven. Right. So you can't see it. You can't blame culture on how you treat your wife. Right. Right? You can't blame culture for, well, in our culture, in our... No. Mm-hmm. No, not anymore. Right. All right. It doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter where you're born. Doesn't matter what culture your family is a part of. None of that matters anymore. Yeah. You are a citizen of heaven, and so you act as. Or Jesus the examples acts. that you were raised with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All of those things. None of that can be used as an excuse. If you are submitted to the authority of Christ, mm-hmm. then you are to act as Christ acted. Mm-hmm. You are to submit to his authority. And so, uh, and even that idea, he just, he gave all, even in the face of rejection. Mm-hmm. And so it comes back. And, and again, as men, as husbands, we have got to get to this place where we recognize our example is Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even as wives are called to display the character of Christ towards their husbands, we are called to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. And he gave everything. Mm-hmm. He gave everything. He pursued. He loved. He gave his life. And this is why when you see it in the fullness of how God structures this, mm-hmm. You see, like, it's this understanding of how powerful it is and how much it it it's, it works, yeah. <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, I think, again, like, it's just, it's an overwhelming responsibility, I feel like, uh, when you truly grasp a hold of what this looks like. Yeah. Christ came to give an example. He said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Mm -hmm. So the question here, guys, again, if our role is to be as Christ is to the church, then when our wives look at us, they should see God. Mm -hmm. They should see God in us. Mm -hmm. Because that's what Jesus said. He said, when you look at me, yeah, when you look (laughs) at me, when you look at me, this is what he told the disciples. When you look at me, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. And so when your wives look at you, do they see the father do they see god in you Mm -hmm. like that's the example that's the character that we are supposed to portray to our wives to our families Mm -hmm. that's a heavy responsibility we are to lead what did jesus do jesus came to lead the way for humanity back to god Mm -hmm. are you in your home as husbands are you leading your family towards god Mm -hmm. are you leading your wives towards god how are you doing that how are you doing it? It's it's time. Like I'm, I, like I I want to see men. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get a little ranty here. <laughs> He's gonna start preaching. All right, I want to start seeing men that lead their homes as Christ led the church. Mm-hmm. I want to see men that will stand up and go, "This is the way to my Father." I want to see men that take the spiritual responsibility in the home and not pass it off to the women, mm-hmm. and not pass it off to the wives and go, "Well, you can have all of that. I'm gonna go out." And I'm gonna win. I'm, I'm gonna go out and provide. Mm-hmm. All right. A husband's responsibility is not simply to provide food and a, and shelter for their for their wives. 
a man's responsibility is to love as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. And the first responsibility that Christ had was spiritual. Mm-hmm. All right. We trust God for provision. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to go and I'm going to work my tail off and I'm going to do everything I can to provide physically and and and, and uh, practically for my family. But the most important responsibility I have is that my wife sees the father in me mm-hmm. and wants more of God. Mm-hmm. And and like she said, that's where that's why it's it becomes easy. We don't see yes. it you don't see it as this patriarchal society right. where, oh, I'm a wife and so therefore I'm less than because I'm a woman. Yeah. You don't see that. You look and go, Oh my goodness, he loves me and mm-hmm. cares for me and protects me and is leading me mm-hmm. and is, is is wants nothing but the best and is trying to find purpose for our family yeah. and for our marriage and is uh, protecting that and all of these things. Mm-hmm. And therefore, man, I will follow him anywhere. Right. And at the same time, I'm going to go because I love you, because I see the character of Christ in you. And I want you to come with me everywhere I go. Let's do this thing together. It makes me think of Jesus, though. So it's this thing of when I submit myself to Jesus and I I sacrificially serve him or love him, how do I do that? So how do I do that? How do I, you know, it's not always easy in the sense of easy, but it comes naturally because when I look at what Jesus did for me, Um, you gladly give give your life. So it's the same. It should be the same in that husband mm-hmm. and wife relationship of the sense of it coming easy because my word, you lay down your life for me. You do it. So it's that thing where it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how do we lay our lives down for our families now? It's just they take priority. Mm-hmm. Our wives take priority over everything, mm-hmm. even over your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, again, I think I've seen fathers that will spend so much time with their kids and yet they neglect their wives mm-hmm. or they will spend, it's almost like they laugh at like my, my kids know now, like if they disrespect their mother, they're going to hear, they're going to deal with daddy about that. All right. That's my wife. It's your mother and you need to respect your mother. Well, that's my wife. Mm-hmm. She was here before you, you were, and one day you're going to move out of my home and I'm, I'm still with her. All right. Listen, you will respect her. You will respect her or you will deal with this, this right here. All right. Um, Listen, uh, we, we, we got to let you go. We still didn't finish everything we said oh. we were going to finish two weeks ago. But anyway, we're going to stop. Um, and, and I would just say, I would say this to kind of sum up husbands and wives. Um, the goal is never to win the argument. The goal is to win your spouse. Mm-hmm. Win them. And mm-hmm. how do you win them? You love them as Jesus loves mm-hmm. them. And you trust God with the rest. Mm-hmm. And, and if I could go back to the statement of why do we do this? Why do I follow after this verse and he follows after his verse? Why do we do this? We do this for God's sake. And and he is going to make it worth it when we follow him and we do what's right. Love you. <laughs> I love you, but we're on video, so we can't make out right now. So. Oh, we're going to turn this video off then. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, get out of here. No. Uh, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas, guys. Happy Christmas Eve. Again, if you're around the Bolton area, come see us. If it's not Christmas Eve when you watch this or listen to it, stay home. All right. Uh, But outside of that, we really do. We hope you guys have already had a Merry Christmas or we hope you have a Merry Christmas. Uh, and we will see you next week on New Year's Eve. Mm. We will celebrate the new year with you or the beginning, just the day before. You get the point. Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Have a great time with friends, family. Love one another, all right? As Christ loves you, show that love to everybody that you're around. Celebrate Jesus. 
in this season and uh, have a great time. Eat some turkey for us too. All right. <laughs> we're going to do it. Bye. It's time to go. Leftovers with lunch. Turn that thing on. All right. We'll see you. <laughs> lunch with PB and J. Bye.